0: Empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Jen Tringale, and I'm so thrilled that you are joining us for the podcast this month with my special guest, Patsy Kim We are about to bring you part two of a conversation that I had with Patsy all the way from Australia, where she begins to share from the depths of her heart about a message that God placed within her, which she just released in her brand new book titled Engendered. What was God thinking? In part two of our conversation, Patsy begins to unravel the twisted path that many of us can find ourselves on in regards to fractures in our soul, in our humanity that can show up quite differently in men than they do in women but leaves everyone vying for position and trying to secure themselves. She doesn't just leave us with the painted picture of the frailty and the brokenness of humanity and how those things can play out, but she begins to show God's master plan for how He heals those things within us, and He puts it all back together. Hopefully you've heard part one by now, and I know— that you are going to just love part two. So sit back and enjoy part two of this very powerful and right on point conversation with my guest, author and speaker, Reverend Patsy Caminetti. This is just so, makes so much sense and it's so right. What I loved about it is when you look at the picture that way, that in that original Adam were both male and female and he did that separation. It creates such beautiful space for both to stand in the fullness of who they are. And one part does not cancel out the other. And, um, and I think, you know, I I feel like I have witnessed a lot of, of really good-hearted people struggle, you know, yeah. in a way, in men and women trying to operate together. They think, well, if, if I stand in this place, it's going to displace. No, it doesn't. It makes beautiful wow. room for the fullness of both.
1: I, I like, like how it. you said that, Jen, that... It creates space. Yeah, there man. is room for everybody because God originally made room for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's only in dysfunction that we you cease to function, function in the way that He He beautifully, beautifully designed.
0: Yeah, I love that, and you you really laid it out well too. And uh, I think I know as a woman, I kind of had to laugh because you talked about when we don't stand in the truth of who we are in our genders, then we have the fractured version, which finds its own ways of trying to operate. And you kind of talked about some of those gender tendencies where maybe a, a male gender, you know, in that fractured sense would lean toward dominating to try and yeah. gain security. And a, and a female gender might lean toward manipulation. Yeah. To try and gain security. And I thought, she is just saying it. That is so true. And I think in that first chapter, I was talking about that
1: it, this evolved out of teaching on Christian marriage and family. The first time I asked the students, this was in Singapore, I asked the students to write a list of stereotypical negative traits of men hmm. and of women. They were laughing so hard, and and we we started on the men first, and I tell you, <laughs> they were letting the men have it, you know. Oh, but they them. were laughing so hard. Even the guys, the guys were throwing in stuff that were stereotypical cracks and crevices in in a, in a typical male. Yeah. And then but what was astounding was as I taught that then in other nations and they came up with the same ugly list. Wow for
0: different male cultures.
1: and female. Completely different. So it was not cultural.
0: In that something? It
1: was human.
0: Yeah. It was human. Wow.
1: It was yeah. And so uh But we We did, we actually had fun with it. Mm -hmm. And the list, the list that grew long and ugly, just ugly, of male and female, people were laughing about themselves, Mm -hmm. remembering how they were raised, remembering maybe, you know, family or teacher or somebody, some Some ugly woman that was mean mean as blazes, you know. We actually had had fun in it, even though we did come come up up with uh, a list that looks like it spawned (laughs) from hell, but (laughs) (laughs) it was was fun.
0: Yeah. And And consistent. Isn't that something? Different nations, different cultures. Yeah. But humanity fractured, trying to function on its own and meet its own needs, sort of wound up lending itself to the same tendencies that's just really amazing
1: and totally defacing instead of representing the the face of God or the personality it completely distorted his personality
0: wow thank Thank God God for Jesus Jesus. do you feel like there is right now almost a resurgence in the body of Christ of almost coming back to the simple reality of Jesus and Jesus in you that's answering so many of these issues that even good-hearted believers are getting caught up in.
1: I think that that is really true. And I i do believe that, you know, before Jesus comes, that... It won't just be a remnant. I believe that they'll become more widespread revelation. His identity that has changed our identity. And so that we don't just bear his name in name alone. Yeah. But our very personalities are marked with his. And our life represents his life. And so it's not so far removed from from him. I was telling my daughter, Anna, the other day, we were singing this song about there's no one like you. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I love it. It's such a beautiful song, and it's so true in the sense of, you know, could there ever and has there ever, will there ever be a God like our God? No, no. Has there ever been anyone as wonderful as him and as pure and as true and as righteous as holy and, you know, all that? And, and then I, I told Anna, I said, I, where I totally am committed and worship him for being the only God mm-hmm. and the only one like him. If on the other complete other side of that whole plate, if none of us are like him, if there is no one like him yeah. at all, then who are we like? Are we like the devil? Who are we like? And if there is no one like him, then he failed. Wow. What he did in his death, his burial, and his resurrection is actually to bring many sons unto glory. That we would actually look like him. How pathetic that people look at Jesus and then look at people that are called by his name. And that we be so unlike him.
0: Yeah,
1: what is wrong with that, Jen?
0: Yeah,
1: that is identity crisis.
0: That's true. And
1: when that, we, when we accept our identity in Him, mm-hmm. it does affect our personalities. It doesn't just affect our eternal home. It's right. it is that. But how pathetic that His death, burial, and resurrection would only Affect our us after our death, yeah, and then we totally misrepresent him in our life. Something's wrong with that,
0: something's very wrong with that. Yeah, and you so, made a statement in, um, I can't remember which chapter it was, and you said, in essence, the enemy. Is always working to create space between you and him.
1: Yeah, you and God, he'll always let you him far away, in somebody else, in an amazing minister, but he won't let you see him in you.
0: In you. And even that little that little mentality shift like you're talking about, there's no one like you. Even that creates space, as wonderful as it sounds.
1: Yeah, you know, I know. And, and in, in an aspect, aspect, it is true. true. Right. But but, but actually, actually, Jesus did, did his whole work. Yeah. Not just to bless us, not just to heal us, yeah. but to make us sons of God.
0: Yeah.
1: Where our Father's nature is again seen in us. Yeah. And we again actually image God yeah. in the earth.
0: That's so good.
1: Yeah, as, and not just as ministers, and not just as spiritual you know, Christian teachers—and no, as men, yeah. as women,
0: yeah.
1: as moms and dads, it has, it has to image that part of God too.
0: Yeah, it has to. I wanted to ask you to comment on this, and this goes with what we're talking about. You made this statement, and you said God's plan wasn't about behavior modification, but about redemption and reconciling us to God. Talk a little bit about that, if you would, about the difference between behavior modification Christianity and what we're talking about with Christ being in you. Yeah. And him being the hope. That's of a beautiful thought, isn't it, Jim? Really I love is. that. I
1: think behavior modification is it comes as a pressure, even even a positive pressure externally, a conscious list of what is right and awareness of what is right. But it is externally presented and enforced, and pressure is put to bear externally. Mm. And that's behavior modification. you can you can make people change through fear, through domination,, yeah. through control, through intimidation, through condemnation. You can modify somebody's behavior. And a lot of times, uh, parenting resorts to that, that, you know. But God's intention was to actually get on the inside of us mm-hmm. and create in us both to willing to do if it's good pleasure. Yeah.
0: It's so beautiful. It really revolutionizes your relationship with Him, your time with Him.
1: Yeah. It's so true.
0: I, I love that in the, in carrying that fellowship with you all day. It changes the way
1: then that we even think about when we come together, we say, you know, he has come or the presence of the Lord has come. Yeah. And actually, it's just that it is manifesting to the point that we're sensing it. Right. But everybody, and not just the anointed preachers or, yeah. you know, claimed famous ministers right. have expressed Everyone does. And I believe we'll awaken to that. Yeah. His presence affects us. And I think what this book was intended, its intention was to show that that fact of his presence in us Affect us in our as a male and a female in our roles, yeah, down to to that core, yeah, not just ministry stuff,
0: right? Living stuff, yeah, yeah, how we live in the earth, yeah, yeah, what a concept, (laughs) yeah, so good. Well, it literally could not be more on time. We said this in the beginning. It covers so many issues from the word, but it's not an issues book. It's such a big picture book. It deals with the gender issue, a gender identity. I love that. But
1: But from from a a different angle.
0: Yeah. Than
1: Than an issue. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. When I was reading it, I thought, you know, Every believer especially needs to get their hands on this and read this because it really does give you a footing of what the Word of God says. Yeah. And and because these gender issues are so much a part of the conversation in our culture that people are having, I thought, boy, this is so good. This isn't a book about putting a baseball bat in your hands to beat people. No, But no. it does give you footing for what the foundation, that original intent you talk about, what God yeah. intended, it gives you footing for that to be able to love people in the midst of these conversations and know what the word of God says.
1: It's so, so true. true. It, it is, is true. a truth that you can love people with.
0: Yes. all oh, that's good. And
1: instead, instead of hit people with. Yeah. You can actually love them with it, and yes. and, it, and truth is life and light, mm-hmm. and when the light comes on, people see things, if they, they can't see something, you, you can stand, stand in front of somebody that, somebody that does not have uh, eyesight and yell at them yeah. about what they are supposed to see, yeah. but if they can't see it, they can't see it, and it's just, truth gives light, the entrance of His Word gives light. Yeah. And then people see he things themselves.
0: Yeah, it's so good. It's the way he always intended it to be. It's spelled out so well and so clear. Uh, I'm so glad that you wrote the book. And we were talking about it uh, before we went live. But I mean, this book took some work. You mentioned, I mean, you did extensive footnotes for all the studying you did. That must have taken hours.
1: <laughs> it, <laughs> it did. did. It really, really did. I looked and looked and you know, studied a bunch and then you have to find exactly which resources you want to use. Yeah. And which are viable, which are founded, you know, which are credible. Yeah. So that took it made the study go very, very broad. But I felt so enriched. And I think there'd be sometimes I'd be writing and just the intimacy of God's intention for people yeah. would so touch me. i just cry. Wow. I just think, my goodness, the love of God. Yeah. If people knew how much he loved them, yeah. they wouldn't be afraid. Um, if people knew how much that he loved, you know, family members that are struggling with friends that are struggling with issues, I think when we lose the fear, we can actually talk. To people as representatives of God because God isn't mad and He's not afraid, He's not that. And so when we are, we're not talking like Him.
0: That's so true.
1: So I think truth that just helps you, like you said, footing, mm-hmm. helps you just rest and go, oh, okay, okay.
0: It really takes all the strain and the stress out of those conversations, off of those relationships, Certainly off yourself, you know, people put so much internal stress and strain on themselves trying to be right and do right. And
1: at the The same same time, it doesn't compromise truth. confronting maybe, but not mean. Right. Just helpful, you know, that the truth in Jesus is that way.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Well, and it really, I think, takes you back to go, oh, okay, God, this is how you intended it. This is how you see it. This is how you see me. And so now I can see myself that way, whatever gender you made me to be. I can see the opposite sex, other gender this way. A lot of perspective of that so needs to be set back to the original intent of the word because a lot of people didn't grow up with the right perspective of their own gender or even the other gender being given to them. I know. I know. I know. This really does such a good job of, boy, it's even a good checkup. You know, you can't even think. No, I, I feel like I have a pretty good take, and then you really get in there and go, "Oh, I could, I could tweak this a little bit."
1: <laughs> it, does it does the same, same thing, thing to me too. Yeah, it does the same thing to, to me, me too. And, and I tell you, you, it really it's helped me in my respect to, for men.
0: Yes. Not yeah. tolerance,
1: but respect.
0: Yes. That's so true. That's a really I, good.
1: Yeah. And also for women. It's, just, it's yeah. not a defense it's or a right. It's a it's respect. A yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That mutual respect and honor is, is all throughout the book. It's so key. And getting that perspective right. It actually reminds me, uh, interestingly enough, I was um, recently in California ministering out there, and there was a pastor's wife that quite a few years ago, she was on staff at a church, and you had come to minister at their church, and somehow she got to spend a little time with you, and so she Mm -hmm. was telling me, she said, Jen, you know, I was just in a rough season, and she said the season I was in, I knew it was right in God, but it was just hard on my heart, and hard on my flesh, and so I think she was maybe driving you to the airport or something. And so she said, I just got bold and said, can I ask you a question? How have you navigated, you know, hard, hard places that it was God, but it was hard on your heart? You said, well, I walked out a season like that. And you said, I finally got to the point where I just said, all right, God, I'm only going to think about this how you think about it. And I'm only going to view this how you see it. Yeah. And you you told her, once I made that adjustment and I could see it how he saw it, then I was fine. And she said, Jen, she said, it literally shifted the whole experience I was having in the season I was in just because I saw it how he saw it.
1: Yeah. And it seems Seems kind of simple, simple, doesn't it?
0: You know, I, reckon
1: I reckon the truth, the truth is a, a bit simple. But it's so um,
0: powerful.
1: <laughs> well, it sure did help me because you're just trying to figure out what to do each time. And I remember that. I asked I ask the Lord, well, yeah. there isn't, it, once you find out how he thinks, there isn't any other thing to think. Except for, then it's That's wrong true. to think any other thing. That's true.
0: <laughs> That's true. And this book really gives that, seeing it, not only seeing his design, seeing him, seeing ourselves, seeing each other the way he sees it. And I just love it. I want to encourage everybody that's listening to get your hands on a copy of this book. Boy, pastors, this is such a vital tool for believers to have. It's called Engendered. What was God thinking? Talking about gender roles and relationships It's a powerful book. I'm so thrilled that it's out. I got a copy about a month in advance. I was so thrilled. And I had friends that were like vying for my my copy. And I said, you're just going to have to wait till it comes out. I'm just so thankful that you wrote it. Thank you for all the work it took. And thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing with us today. I know this is going to help a lot of people.
1: Well, Jen, thank you so much. And true to the call of God on your life, you've been an encouragement to all the people that hook up with you on that podcast. That's the reason why they hook up with you. There is something that the Lord gives through you to them that encourages their heart to follow God. And He has blessed me through you. You have helped me follow through with this segment of this book. So thank you. You dear cheerleader, my goodness, what a person you are to my heart. Thank you so much for having me on this and sharing me with your friends.
0: It's just been awesome. But thank you so much. And I want to give our listeners an opportunity to connect with you. I know that you are on Facebook under Patsy Uh Caminetti. You're on Instagram Uh under Patsy Caminetti. And yes. then what is your website for you? Do they go through the church website?
1: They can go straight to Caminetti CaminettiMinistries.net.
0: CaminettiMinistries.net. And Caminetti is C-A-M as in Mary, E-N as in Nancy, E-T-I, good Italian name. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. you
1: uh, girl. that's
0: all right. <laughs> so go there and get connected, and then you can find a lot of really good messages of yours on YouTube. I don't know if you know this or not, but there's some great uh, messages on there. Great stuff on prayer, and then of course uh, the church podcast. I have recently uh, discovered the Rama Family Church podcast. Such powerful messages. I love the series you all do, and Pastor Tony so powerful on there, and you, and it's just great, and they're free people. This is free resource. Yeah,
1: just, it's free, and And it's it's fun, fun. yeah, Yeah, we had, Tony and I did one together together this this last Sunday,
0: Sunday. it was was a lot of fun. I loved it. I just found it, came across it last week, it was so good. Yeah. Such quality ministry! Wow, just so thankful uh, for everything that you have done, and for everything that you're doing and walking in now. You and Pastor Tony both—it uh, reaches far and wide, probably more than you ever know. And we're just so grateful, and uh, and I thank you for it.
1: Oh, you are a precious person to me. Thank you so much, Jim.
0: Oh, such a joy! Such a joy! Well, thank you all for listening Um, this week. I know that you have been blessed by this podcast. And listen, no doubt about it, you have been listening thinking, I'm thinking of people that need to hear this, that either have been or are struggling with these issues. And so I want to encourage you, share the podcast with them. If you're listening on iTunes, there's a share button there and SoundCloud as well. Help them get connected and pick up a copy of Reverend Patsy Caminetti's new book, Engendered. It's available on her website, amazon.com and wherever books are sold. We love you all. We'll see you here next month. Have a great week. Bye-bye.